This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the markets have seen quite an amazing run since hitting their depths at the outset of the coronavirus crisis. But after an all-time high on Monday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was within 50 points of 30,000. So we take a look at the state of the markets right now with Wharton Finance Professor Jeremy Siegel, who joins us on the line right now. He jo- You also hear him as co-host of Behind the Markets every Friday at 12 noon Eastern time. Professor Siegel, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. So give us the lay of the land of what you're seeing with Wall Street right now. Obviously, I think a lot of people's yeah. uh, interest was really peaked yesterday by getting so close to 30K on the Dow. Uh, you know, CNBC called me and said, Dr. Siegel, you you ready today in case it goes over? They always have me on milestones. I, I remember four years ago when it hit 20,000, I didn't think it would get to 30,000 really as fast as it did. Um uh, I don't think I'll probably make it today, given the soft opening, but it will make it. I mean, uh, I, I, the stars are aligned, I think, for a continually, uh, continuing upward movement uh, in this market. So what are those stars that, that you see aligned right now perfectly well, I think to it was, keep markets moving I think it's iron. a really good election for the market. Um, uh, you know, I mean, Trump had, you know, good and negative things about the market. Uh, he enabled the Republican agenda of tax cuts, uh, lower regulation. If the Senate stays Republican, which looks very, very likely, um, the tax increases of Biden, which would have been quite negative for the market, uh, are not going to be implemented. Um, uh, so uh, as a result, the, the tax cuts and the corporate tax cuts are going to say, now he could reverse some of the regulation. He won't reverse all of it. I mean, some of it actually is, is, was actually supported by the Democrats, just not done. Uh, we're not going to have the crazy trade policy under Trump, which was to me a very negative. I thought he really misunderstood what the uh, the role of a trade deficit in an economic cycle. So I think that that'll be a more rational approach on on the trade. So without any extra taxes, rational approach on trade, maybe a little bit more regulation, um, and and a really a, you know really outside of voting for Biden, the Republicans, as you know, did very well in Congress. So yeah. the possibility of radical reform going through are greatly reduced. I mean that this is uh, and then all the, and we've talked about this before. Um, I was on the show, how much liquidity provided by the yeah. Fed. All this is percolating under the surface. Um, and the virus, oh, yeah, the virus news. Uh, um, and, um, I mean, what, you know, 2021 is, is going to be uh, gangbusters, in my opinion. we got to get through a really difficult period, obviously, next six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, but the vaccine will be rolled out and... Um, Things in 2021 are going to be um, significantly better, much better. We have talked with you on numerous occasions about this idea of certainty. And it sounds like from everything you laid out that this is giving the markets that level of certainty that they are looking for. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of clouds have, have been reduced. I mean, the, the, the development of the vaccine far better than expected. Uh, to be rolled out better than expected, although I was one of the people in July who said I thought we'd have something by the end of the year, and I was you know, criticized as saying, oh, you're crazy. 
Dr. Segal Warren, you know, that can't happen. Um, now, of course, it's not going to be rolled out in mass. I think, you know, the vaccine development, the, as I say, the, political, the outcome of the election takes out that uncertainty uh, going forward. Liquidity provided by the Fed is not going away. Um, uh, you know, and like just a few minutes ago, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking at National Association of Home Builders has had, you know, a 40-year-old index of us in if home buying sentiment it soared to 90 we never had anything like that before in 45 years i mean um uh, this, this is greater than the boom of housing before the the, the financial crisis which was <laughs> supposed to have uh, you know really sparked uh, uh uh you know the the overpricing i i think home prices are added up i think home equity is now strong portfolios are strong liquidity is strong 2021 looks strong um yeah i mean i i i i i i definitely see 2000 next year as being good year again remember uh you know yeah the the cases are bad now deaths are going up Europe is beginning to turn around. It had to do a yeah. lockdown. And hopefully, in a, in a week or a few days, we will also see that turn down. But the important thing is, is the vaccine. Um, so, you know, one, you know, another three months, four months of people hunkering down when uh, stocks are assets that last decades and decades and looking forward to the future. That's why they can still rally despite the uh, the grim virus news that we see right now. So is this somewhat of a holding pattern for for investors you think right now? Yeah, I mean I I, I there you know there's there's still a little battle going between you know the virus gets bad peloton goes up <laughs> virus okay, right. news of vaccines get up and then the cruise lines go up. I mean there's there you know there people are trading back and forth on that, but I think you know when you when you you look forward uh, you know, towards 2021. I mean, I, I basically think that by the middle of next year, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say the virus is gone, but it's it's going to be background noise. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, uh, and and not only that, I mean, I don't know if people realize the extent of this medical breakthrough. With uh, I mean, we might become the healthy. I mean, this is a huge. Uh, move forward, not only in, uh, you know, in flus in general and battling flus, um, uh, in battling even the common colds, uh, which is another coronavirus, in battling other diseases. I mean, we've we've taken a huge step forward going uh, into the future in terms of, uh, you know, uh, health measures in, in the United States. I mean, that's yet to be, as I say, rolled out. It was the first priority, of course, is getting the vaccine on. But that's certainly a, uh, uh, a side uh, benefit of all this. What about this? What about the fourth stimulus package and, and the fact that it yeah. still hasn't occurred and, and it's still you know, something that pretty much everybody Correct. believes needs to occur, yet yeah, uh, the people not. on Capitol Hill just can't get uh, off their butts. Yeah, well, and it is really, I mean, you know, the third wave of the virus, and then this has caught me. I didn't actually think there was going to be a third wave uh, such as we have uh, uh, here. And, and unfortunately, I mean, even though hospitalizations, I think, just moved to the high, deaths are still only... Uh, half the rate that we had in in March when we uh, 
had uh, you know a tiny fraction of the report cases that we have now. So we just only know how to treat it, but uh, better. Um, so I don't I don't I don't think we're going to see death rates that are going to go further. Uh, the, the stimulus package is a is a you know. If, if I think had Congress known there was going to be a third wave, they would have gotten together and bit the bullet and done it. Uh, now, of course, uh, you know, I mean, Pelosi could be holding out saying, hey, we win the two Senate seats and we can have everything we want in Georgia. That's way in January. By then, I expect we're on a downward slope. Uh, of the of the virus, so when you really need it, and we do, I mean, restaurants closing down, you know, right right, right here in Philly, as you know, we yeah. just had a huge, you know, uh, new um, lockdown, not as yep. bad as the first one. They're still allowing, you know, a lot more than what they allowed on the first time, thank goodness. Um, and I think some of the measures really did go a little bit too far, but I understand that there was some pullback necessary. But that's why you needed this second stimulus. Uh, I don't know whether these bad news will convince them because there's still a political battle out there and the Dems could hope to get the Senate and why should they compromise now when they're going to get the Senate in two, two months? Uh, and the Trump administration is just sort of, you know, not really admitting defeat. So, uh, uh, listen, it's unfortunate. Um, and uh, the good the good news is that you know, there's a lot of savings that are built up, um, um, and 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 you know, hunker down to get through these three months because I think you know, starting in January, things are going to look a whole lot better. We have got through two or three months. If we got a stimulus package, give people more hope and a little bit of liquidity and keep some of those businesses open. It is really a failure, but hey. Um, in the bigger picture, looking towards 2021, the vaccines are, are the dominant positive force. What about what about any potential action by the Federal Reserve in, in the weeks and months ahead? Well, uh, you know, they've done honestly, they've done just about as much as they can do. I mean, there's talk about trying to bend the yield curve to get the long rate down, but they're not going to do that in, 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 until the yield you'll start really rising, which is going to be, I think, next year. And by then, the viruses are down, so you're going to have a, a different set of, of circumstances. They really, you know, they got rates down to zero. Um, their lending facilities are there. Um, you know, they could announce increased to that will just spur the markets more. Will it really help? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the restaurateurs and now have to close because of sure, the yeah. restrictions. Not really. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you're 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 feeding the markets again, but I, you know, personally, they've done everything. So I I think, you know, if Congress is needed here, uh, stimulus checks, PPP payroll protection plans for those businesses still closed, more of that bridge, that is by far the most useful. It just may not happen, um, and we're going to just grit our teeth and say, you know. Uh, but we will get through it. <laughs> Professor Siegel, thanks very much for joining us. As always, appreciate your insight. Look forward to hearing you and Jeremy on Friday. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Wharton Professor Jeremy Siegel. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.